All right, hello. Welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to be here talking about intentional sales with all of our listeners. If you are an avid listener to the Render Podcast, you know that we love talking about business. We love talking about business for rental companies specifically, and we are so honored that you have chosen to listen to the Render Podcast today. I am Cam. I have been in this industry for over 10 years, and I've had a lot of different experiences when it comes to sales. I've had some stressful experiences. I've had some overwhelming experiences. I've also had a lot of joyful experiences when it comes to sales, and I'm excited to share all about those and a fun acronym that I have when it comes to sales. So listen in to today's episode about intentional sales. Grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab your Slack channel to yourself and write some notes down because you may want to remember some of these. All right, let's get into the episode. Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, so today we are talking about intentional sales for your company. I am going to be talking to you about this from the perspective of having a business for quite some time and having lots of different experiences when it comes to sales. I've been in a sales position really my entire uh, life that I've been working. I started my work life working for Baskin Robbins. Then I worked for um, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I worked for Chili's, I worked for David's Bridal, I worked for another bridal shop before I opened up my own business. And I've had lots of different sales experience, and I've had some good sales experience, I've had some bad sales experience, and I bet you've been in the same position. The job that you have right now is likely not your first job, and you've likely had some sales uh, experience, whether you think you did or not. Sales is intentionally sharing your knowledge with someone else to make a sale. You could be in marketing and you still have a little bit of sales experience because you're helping and aiding in the sales process. You might be a server at a restaurant or a bartender. There is sales that you have to do in that position also to suggestively sell the new products or maybe a new drink on the menu. There's a lot of different sales experience, and it may not feel like the traditional what we expect our sales experience to look like, but we all have it from one perspective or another. And I'm going to share an acronym that I have thought of, I have crafted, I have been influenced by other people talking about sales to put this acronym together. I've shared another acronym about sales in the past on another podcast episode, which we'll link in the show notes. But this one is a little different and is a little bit more intentional, and I'm excited to share it with you. Here it is. So S-A-L-E-S, spell sales, right? So we've got share as the expert with attention through leading enthusiastically as you support your client. We've got a fun Uh, acronym for this. We'll put it in the show notes and we have a fun graphic that you can find on our Instagram at therender.co. 
and check it out for yourself. But this is share as the expert with attention through leading enthusiastically as you support your client. So we're going to get into each of these areas and I'm going to give you some knowledge and some wisdom and some encouragement to really share as the expert through attention and leading and being enthusiastic as you support your client. And so here we go. Let's get into the first one, which is share, which stands for the S. Share as the expert. What do I mean by this? Share as the expert. I mean that you need to get incredibly knowledgeable about your products and your services. And this goes for any sales position. You do not have to have a rental company. You don't even have to be in the events industry to know that being the expert as a salesperson means that you have to be incredibly knowledgeable about your products and your services. You need to know it like the back of your hand. You know everything there is to know about these products, about these services. This is incredibly important because if you don't know something, or if you don't know maybe some features or benefits to what you're selling, it's going to be really hard to be enthusiastic about selling. It's going to be really hard for you to answer questions when they come up. In the events industry, um, you know that I have a company in the rental and floral world, and it is really hard to sell a sofa, or in our case, we're renting it, but it still sales at the end of the day. It's really hard to sell a sofa if I don't know what it looks like, feels like, smells like, uh, what the fabric is like, what the tufting might be like, what the legs look like, how big it is, how small it is, um, what it looks like on the backside and the sides of it. What does it look like to transport it? It's going to be really hard for me to sell that. It's also going to be really hard if you don't know the prices of those. It's going to be really hard to not know what the negotiables of those are. It's going to be really hard to not know if it, there's something customizable or, or not on it. It's also going to be really hard to upsell or to suggestively sell additional items to your client because you're the expert, like pillows or throw blankets or coffee tables or arrangements or any other things that could really elevate what you're selling in the first place. And so getting incredibly knowledgeable about not only the products, but also the services that you're selling too. In the rental world, um, which most of our listeners are in, there is a lot of things that we have to remember about our products, right? We have to know how many sofas we have, the features and benefits of each of those sofas or chairs or backdrops or linens or tableware or anything and everything that you are renting out. And that's really important. And of course, there's lots of softwares out there that will help you remember all of these details but also sitting in all of those things and really touching and feeling and getting to know those items are really important in addition to a really incredible software. And you know that we love Good Shuffle Pro. It's our favorite inventory software. We'll link it below in the show notes. But having some sort of a software is going to be really important. And if you're not to the point where you can afford to have an inventory software, have a really great spreadsheet with all of this information. There is so many different things that you can do to get knowledgeable about the facts, the features, the benefits of your items if you don't have a software. However, I believe that you should have an inventory software. If you go back to one of our uh, podcast episodes recently, we talked about some uh, different softwares 
that you need or you want in your rental company. So I'd highly recommend checking that out. We'll link it in the show notes as well. And the other thing that I think it's really important to do about um, knowing your products is knowing your services. So there's products that you rent out, but then there's the service of getting it to the venues and picking it up and caring for the items. And so that's really important to know as well. And why it's important to know that is because you're selling that also. You're selling not just a sofa at a wedding, but you're also selling the people that are responsible for loading it up the, on the trucks, taking it out at the venue, fluffing everything perfectly, uh, maybe taking off any dust particles that may have gone there. And so knowing how that happens and how that works is incredibly important as well. Because that's half the, the battle of what we're selling is getting it there and the people that they're going to be working with on the event day. And so there's products and their services. And then I'm going to add one more thing that you need to know as the expert in order to share about these things. And it's knowing the venues or locations that your clients are going to be hosting their events at. Because it's likely, and I know this from experience, that your clients are going to ask you your expertise of what looks good at that venue. They're going to throw out things like, oh my gosh, you know that uh, entry foyer at that one hotel in downtown Dallas or whatever, wherever you are? You know that area? What product do you think would work best there? And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know because you haven't been there, they are going to know that you don't know because of your response. And so if you say, oh yeah, I've been there and I think, you know, this table would wor work really well. And then they say, well, isn't that area really small? So I don't think that's going to work. And you're going to kind of backtrack a little bit. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean, but you really don't. So it's important to get knowledgeable about the venues and the locations that your items are going to be rented at or brought to because it's going to help you be the expert and it's going to build trust with your client. I've talked many times on the podcast about this bridge of trust that we have to cross and we have to build in order to get there with our clients. And if you being the expert and you knowing everything there is to know about your products, services, and venues that your items are going to, that is going to build substantially further this bridge of trust we have to cross with our clients. And so sharing as the expert comes with being knowledgeable as the expert and then sharing out of that knowledge. So that's your first acronym is share as the expert. And the next one is attention. Attention means exactly what it means, paying close attention to the details that your client is going to share with you. Pay attention to the stories that they tell and the words that they use and the acronyms that they use and anything that they will tell you through this sales process. There's a lot of conversations and emails and phone calls and in-person meetings that happen before an event day with you and your team and many other people who are involved in putting this event together. And so I encourage you to pay very, very, very close attention to any details that they're going to share with you because they're going to tell you what they want, even if they don't tell you directly. They might dance around things and they might uh, say a story or um, tell you an example of something that they've liked from maybe a Pinterest photo they've seen. And they might be even showing you images from Pinterest or magazines or other areas. And so it's important to pay close attention and in addition to that, ask questions to further get clarity on what they're telling you or sharing with you. If you can pay close attention to these things, 
It allows you and your team to go the extra mile when you are in this sales process. It allows you to go the extra mile when you are throwing in freebies that will help pull the whole look together, even if they can't afford some of those freebies. It's going to help you have better communication with your client because you're going to be able to take stories and things that they've said from the past conversations you've had and be able to really resonate with your client and get on the same page and have this mutual understanding that you are listening to them, you are hearing them, and you understand exactly their needs for their event. And when people feel listened to and heard and understood, that goes another mile in this bridge of trust that we are building to book our clients. All right, so you've got share as the expert through attention, which is what we just talked about, attention through leadership, through leading. So kind of going back to the first one, you are the expert. So now it's your responsibility to tell them what's best through being the expert, through knowing and understanding everything that you have to offer and what they're doing and where they're going with their event allows you to educate your client and lead them to what's best for their event. Through weddings and through corporate events and social events, there's all these ideas that are out there. There's Pinterest boards, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's magazines, there's so much inspiration out there. But they are hiring you as the expert. So it's incredibly important that you take that responsibility very seriously and you are able to lead them on the path to the best event that they can have. Through that comes educating your client. While there might be a ton of inspiration and education out there, sometimes our clients are finding education that might not actually be reality with your company or even your area that you are servicing. Um, A very good example of what I mean by this is there are companies such as the knot.com or wedding wire or plain and simple Google that will tell brides or they'll tell corporate clients that it should cost you no less than $2,000 for bridal bouquets and uh, centerpieces and all the flowers that they need. Or it'll say, you don't need to spend more than $500 on decor for your event. Or it might say, you shouldn't spend more than $5,000 for a venue, right? We've all heard these things and we might have even seen these things online. But it's true. This is where your clients are getting their information if they don't have someone in their life that can tell them otherwise. And so you being the expert, you have the opportunity to lead them to what is actual reality for your company and for your area even at that. We have had so many people come to us and they'll ask for a quote and we send it back to them uh, without having any question about budgets or anything. And we'll send it over to them and they ghost us, right? You've been there, I'm sure. You've had someone ghost you to where uh, you don't hear them uh, after you give them a quote and it's really tough to get back in touch with them. It's because they're sticker shock because what they heard or saw from other places didn't match reality and what your quotes actually look like. And so you have the opportunity and the responsibility to lead them in a good direction to where you don't have to worry about being ghosted. What if I told you that asking the question about budgets could alleviate 
so many ghosted clients. And I know this because it's true because we have done this very thing. Anytime that we ask our clients what they expect to be spending on what they're asking, it helps us have the opportunity to share with them what's reality. And I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be overly kind and overly cautious of how you have these conversations. Why? Well, when we talk about money, it can be a very sensitive subject, especially for those that are planning a social or a wedding event. It's a little bit more sensitive because that is emotional money that they are spending. It's not budgeted money like a corporate event. A corporate event has a budget in mind. They know that they want to spend X on their event and they've got a budget for where they want to spend their money. And that's that. It's plain and simple. We have this much to spend and this is what we need. What can we do that fits within that budget? Super easy. Whereas weddings and most social events, that's usually hard worked and hard earned money. That's more of an emotional tie. Not that a corporate company doesn't have hard work and hard earned money, but it's just different because it's a budgeted corporate money versus personal emotional money. And so when we're having to educate our clients, especially that for a wedding or for a social event, we're going to need to be overly kind and cautious when we're having these conversations because they don't know unless we tell them. They don't know unless they hear the truth behind budgets. And so asking them uh, simple questions, even if you don't ask them, hey, what's your budget? Ask them something like, what are you expecting to see when I send this quote to you? And they might say, oh, I don't know. Why don't you just send it over? I encourage you to don't end there. I encourage you to ask a different way of asking that question. Maybe give them some examples. Maybe you say, are you um, assuming this quote is going to be 500, 700, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000? What kind of seems um, more appropriate in your mind? And they're going to tell you. And it might not be what you expect. In fact, it might be a lot less than what you are going to charge them. And so this gives you the great opportunity to educate them kindly and say, hey, I understand that you're wanting to spend $2,000 on this thing. It's going to cost our company about X, Y, Z. You might say it's going to cost our company about that much. And so for us to be in business and to have this product or service to offer you, we need to make sure that we are paying our employees really well, especially with, you can say, the inflation going on and the more expensive gas and food prices, we've had to raise our prices because of that, because we really value our team. And so when you are asking for what you're asking for, it's going to cost more around 5000 And you can give them a quote on that. What's worked really well for us is putting together maybe two different quotes, putting together a quote that is exactly what they're asking for, which is usually going to be a lot more than they have budgeted for. And then putting together a quote with what they budgeted for, and it might not be exactly what they asked for, but you as an expert, knowing different events and their needs of the event and their budget in the venue, can make those suggestions of saying, okay, you have $2,000 to spend. That's okay. Here's what we can do within $2,000. It might not be exactly what you were asking for, but I can tell you we're going to knock it out of the park, and this is what we can do for that uh, budget. So lead as the expert through the responsibility you have of educating them. 
Okay, so we've got uh, share as the expert with attention through leading. Now the next one is E, enthusiastically, leading enthusiastically. So have joy in this process. Most people are really overwhelmed and they're stressed with the planning of an event. And so my encouragement to you is to stay incredibly positive. Be that voice on the other line of the phone or be that tone of email that they're receiving that brings a smile to their face, even though it might be a tough uh, thing that you're sending or talking about, like money, for example. Be that person that is positive and encouraging and enthusiastic. Be that person that they want to call because you are such a joy to work with. When you're educated on your industry as a products and the services as the expert, it is incredibly easy to be enthusiastic about it because there's no question that what you're communicating and what you're trying to talk to them about isn't in line with reality. And so be educated and be the expert in your industry upon your products and your services so that it does give you the opportunity to be enthusiastic. Sometimes if we don't know something or if we don't know um, everything there is to know about a product or service, it's really hard to be enthusiastic because your brain is having to do double time of trying to stay enthusiastic, but also trying to make sure you're saying the right thing and sending the right things. And so if you are the expert, true expert, because you know it all, then it's super easy to be enthusiastic and have joy in this process. And that's a really, really sweet place to be with your clients when you can be the person that they want to call and they want to talk to you because you're so enthusiastic. And the last one is going to be support your clients. So we're at support your clients through share as an expert with attention through leading enthusiastically as you S, support your client. Be the support that your client is looking for. Be the re- Build a relationship with them and their planning helpers. If you can support your client, they're going to want to talk to you and they're going to want to book with you because you're so supportive of them. Ask them questions like, what else are you planning for? Is there anything that I can help you with or recommend for your event? If you can be there to recommend others when they need help, it will go so much further. I had a client uh, last year who was planning a wedding, and I was having a conversation with their planner, and we were talking over the phone about their floral and their rentals and everything that they needed for their wedding, and I just simply asked, is there anything else that you guys are looking for in your planning process that you might be having a hard time with? And she said, yes, oh my gosh, we're actually trying to find some lighting, and I can't seem to find the right lighting company. And so I was able to ask her, oh, okay, what kind of lighting are you looking for? And so we had a conversation about it, and I was able to set her up with a vendor that actually happened to be their DJ that they had already contracted. And so it was a super easy uh, streamline. She was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that they did lighting. And as the expert, I was able to lead her and support her to help her out to where she wasn't having to go from scratch and look for something else. And so be that support, be knowledgeable about your products and services and the industry around you. Because if you can be that support, again, they're going to want to come back to you over and over and over again, because you're the expert, because you can lead, you can be enthusiastic, and you pay attention to your client. These are some really helpful things that our team in our sales department has been able to really put into our sales process. 
We have a whole SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. It's how we do what we do about our sales process. And these are some fundamental things that are very important that we build into our sales process. And so if you're interested in learning more about our sales process and how we do business as a rental company, then please continue to listen to this podcast, The Render Podcast on Apple and Spotify. But we also sell some of our resources and we have our signature online course, Rental Biz Academy, that we would love nothing more than to add you to our family of other rental professionals. We have over 600 students of Rental Biz Academy who have gone through the course and are now there to support each other in our private Facebook group. And so we would love to have you a part of that community and we'll link it down in the show notes, but please know that we would love to answer any questions that you might have about that. All right. I hope this podcast has been so incredibly helpful for you and hopefully will allow you and your team to do sales in a little bit more of an intentional way than you already are. Thanks for listening to the Render Podcast. And this has been helpful. Please share it with someone who might want to know more about sales as well. And please write us a review on Apple if you have the chance. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week on the Render Podcast.